Hi friends, welcome to the Yuna Yuna podcast. I'm your host Yuna, obviously, and thank you for tuning in to this episode. Hi everyone, happy new year. Um, I hope we're all doing well and went into the new year strong. Um, yay for 2022. Yeah, it feels really freaking weird that we're that we're in 2022. It feels really weird. Um, but okay, you know the drill. Let's start off with some updates. Um, okay, first off, Omicron or Omicron or whatever. I used to call it Omnicron. <laughs> I don't even know. But like Omicron is like actually getting insane. Like it's so bad right now. I feel like I know so many people who have COVID or who like had a COVID scare or something like that. And I didn't realize that it would get this crazy because, um, because of the freaking variant, like it canceled my Illenium concert. Like, well, the concert wasn't canceled, but like the group that I was supposed to go with, we all decided not to go. And like, to be fair, like I didn't feel comfortable with going but like it still really freaking sucked because that was going to be my first rave experience and like I really wanted to go and like I wanted to have a good time but like I'm not trying to get COVID right now um and like it also canceled my ski trip like I was supposed to go on a ski trip for four days um not going on that anymore but you know it's not like I called off work and now I'm not working and not making money Ugh, whatever. Okay, but yeah, that's my little complaint for the day. Um, but another update, let's see. Oh, I worked at a different location for work. Um, so the store that I'm, my home store that I normally work at, they got an email saying that a different store needed some help. So I went to go to the other store to help out because they were short-staffed. And it's in the city. It's in like, it's in Georgetown. I don't want to give up give out like locations and stuff because you know I kind of get a little freaked out I watched Criminal Minds way too many times and like I'm not gonna give out personal information but like okay I worked at Georgetown this one time and it was so fun um not gonna lie I was really scared at first because I mean it's a bigger store and it's like it's just you know just going to a different store and like having to do your job but like with different people just kind of freaked me out but like it was actually a lot more fun than I thought it would be I did pretty well at selling like not me selling like five pairs of jeans to one customer like I was on my superstar shit guys like I felt like I felt like a guest star on a tv show does that sound weird but that's how I felt (laughs) um but yeah that was really fun and I got to work in the city and um I mean I do want to move to New York so I kind of want to know what like city customers are like so that was fun um another update you know I haven't uploaded I only uploaded one episode last month now that I realize and it's because I've been in like a pretty pretty bad creative rut recently like I mean I have topics that I want to talk about it's just that you know unless I have this urge to really talk about something then like I can't write an entire episode worth of information or like a script like interesting enough to talk about you know what I mean so that's been really kind of you know stressing me out and I feel like I'm not putting enough effort into this podcast and like I mean I do get a couple friends saying like when's your next episode when's your next episode well guys I'm working on it 
Um, it does make me feel good knowing that people are listening and that they're like waiting for new episodes and stuff. But like, ah, lately I just don't know. Like, I don't know why I don't want to talk about things. So, yeah. I mean, but one of my New Year's resolutions is to upload two two episodes every month. So like, I can have like a bi-weekly schedule for this, which would be fun. So, yeah. I mean, that's an update. Um. Hmm. Oh my god, another update. So <laughs> so I started playing, well I didn't start playing, but I played a game of League of Legends. Yeah, silent pause for y'all to laugh, um, because I'm laughing too. Um, I never thought that I would be the type, well I'm not the type because I only played like for one night, but like I downloaded it because my friend Tommy wanted me to play and, um, you know, it took a lot of convincing, but I ended up downloading it, and, uh, yeah, here we are. I, I literally only played one night, so I can't say that, like, oh, yeah, I play League of Legends, because, you know, I only played it once, but, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, like, I, okay, to be fair, like, I really hate doing things that, like, I know I'm not good at, because I'm not good at games, like, I played Clash clash of clans or i played whatever the fuck it's called i played clash and i was not good at it and um i knew that well like i watched a couple league videos online just to see what the vibe was like and it kind of gave me clash vibes and i was like fuck like i'm probably not gonna be good at this but you know tommy convinced me and even though i hate being publicly bad at something or like publicly embarrassed like i still played and it wasn't awful and you know, I killed I killed a couple people, which got me kind of happy. But like, it's not like I didn't die like thirty thousand times. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I keep playing, I'll get better. But I can't see myself using my free time to play League, if you know what I mean. But on the other hand, um, talking about computers and stuff, I got a monitor so I can upload. I mean, well, not upload, but I can connect my MacBook to this monitor and it's pretty big. And I got a new keyboard and a mouse and I feel like such a boss fucking woman. Like I have this huge monitor in my room now. And like I rearranged my room so it really feels like I kind of moved into a new space, which is really cool. And um, so because I rearranged my room and I have this huge monitor and I have like a, it's like a different computer setup. Like I'm not recording in my sister's closet anymore because I used to record in my sister's closet so that the audio is better, but I figured, um, why don't we try recording in my room with this new setup and see how it is. Um, I feel like the audio is going to be pretty janky because I am next to a window, but um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I know my audio in my other episodes are not that great either, but you know, let's just see how, see how this one goes, okay? Um, but other than that, uh, that's that's about it for updates. Um, nothing else really going on in my life other than, you know, work and hanging out with people. So yeah, that's about it for updates. So so let's start talking about the actual topic of this episode. And I'll be talking about love languages, which is probably going to be really fun. So let's get into it. So, love languages. 
um this is gonna be fun but it's actually pretty funny because i didn't think this was gonna be my next episode like i thought i i had a topic in mind especially like kind of like new year specific that i thought would be really fun but um i mean like i said before like if i if the topic doesn't really like spark something in me then like i can't I can't promise a good episode and I want to put out good episodes, especially for 2022. So um, we're going to push that back for a little bit. I know I'm going to want to talk about it eventually, but right now we're going to talk about love languages. And I actually got this idea from having a conversation with my sister the other day. So, um, okay, if I'm going to be honest, I have been neglecting my sister lately. Um, So like ever since she came back home from college like for winter break I haven't spent a lot of time with her um but like to be fair my entire life is here like I see my parents every week I mean I see my parents every day you know and I have work and I have my own friends and I have people that I want to hang out with or like people I've made plans with already so you know like my entire life is here so like it's not like I'm coming home for the holidays too, so I can't like spend time with her all the time, if you know what I mean. But um, the other day, like I spent the entire day with her, and we talked about a lot. Of- <laughs> I can't freaking talk. We talked about a lot of things that's been going on in our minds, and one of them happened to be love languages and how we basically got our like primary primary love languages from our parents. So um, let me kind of explain that. So I think anyone who comes from an Asian household can relate and understand that Asian parents are not the best at displaying love and affection. Like growing up, I rarely ever saw my parents be affectionate towards each other. Um, If anything, I'd see like, you know, a peck on the cheek or like a small kiss on the lips, like for like anniversaries or whatever, or like you know, like a little joking hug, like, oh, like, honey, come here and kiss me, or like, come and hug me, you know, but like, that was it, like, I never, like, growing up, I didn't know what love was supposed to look like, except for, you know, in the movies, and that's probably where I got my love for movie type, and like, hopeless romantic type relationships, but you know, that's a different topic that we could talk about in a later episode, Um, but like, on top of that, like, Asian parents are also the type to show their kids love in like a very, very subtle way. Like I, I now know that like my mom, like when my mom makes dinner for us after work, even though she's had like a long and hard day at work, she still wants to provide and like make dinner for us. Right. That that's her showing her love right but i didn't i didn't really understand that you know i thought that's just like what moms do but like you know growing up now i know that like not all moms cook dinner for you you know or like another way that she kind of like shows love to like me and my sister is like like when she's with her friends and she's talking about me or like my sister and be like oh yeah like yuna's a manager now like that's her way of saying like oh she's proud of me and she wants to like verbally praise me to her friends And, like, you know, it took years for me to, like, really understand that that was her way of saying that she loves me and saying that she cares for me, right? Like, it was never, like, a blatant, like, oh, I love you, Yuna, from my parents. I never really got that. I never really heard that, you know? And, like, from my dad, 
my dad's a different story because he's never really shown his love to me like verbally or in any other type of way and i feel like that goes for a lot of asian dads like especially like okay growing up it sounds really (laughs) it sounds really crazy but i genuinely believed that my dad didn't love me because he had no way of showing it like i never heard I'm proud of you. I've never heard I love you from him. And like, it's just like, we don't ever talk either. Like we don't bond or talk about things because that's just how he is. And like, that's how I am. Like we we have this kind of like unspoken love for each other. But growing up, I didn't know that that's what it was. Like I never really... I didn't understand that like that just didn't translate over to me I thought like okay like dad doesn't love me I'm just I'm just his kid you know and I think that's why I'm also so closed off and like I don't talk about my feelings with people because because of how my relationship with my dad was like I just expect people to know what I'm thinking or like I expect people to know that I love them or that I care for them you know And another thing is that, okay, so one of my New Year's resolutions, another one is to journal every day. And before recording today's episode, I journaled and I talked about my dad and I wrote this thing down that I realized and I thought it would be kind of funny to put into this episode. So let me pull it up. Hold on. Okay, so here it is. Um, Okay, I wrote, but after finding out that our main love language comes from what we lacked in receiving growing up. I found it so interesting having words of affirmation as my main love language because it made me realize how much I didn't receive much praise growing up, which led me to believe that I was never enough, especially from my dad. The first male figure in my life, I felt like I was a burden and I never felt that my best was enough. I think that's why I always gave up when I didn't get something right the first time because I felt like I was just inherently bad at something. Like, doesn't that sound kind of sad? Like, thanks, Dad. Thanks for making me feel like I'm not enough. No, but I'm joking. But, like, I'm sure he didn't mean it that way. Like, I know he didn't mean for me to come out this way. But, like, that's what I'm talking about. How, like, love languages come from your parents. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I obviously know now that my dad loves me. But growing up, I felt like I had to do something in order to earn that love or, like, earn some type of praise from him. And I mean, I could do an entire episode on just Korean dads because I feel like they're just so interesting to me. Like they have so many layers that I've come to like find really interesting and like kind of love about them. Like, I don't know. There's like, there's like, it sounds weird, but there's like a special place in my heart reserved just for Korean dads because I feel like all they want for their kid is the best and they also have like the biggest hearts they just don't know how to show it because like their dads never expressed love in the way that we see in like american culture does that make sense i hope this is making sense but okay now that we have like a little bit of understanding on this topic and how i came to it i can start sharing about my love languages because you know everything's about me on this podcast yeah So if you haven't already taken the love language test, I think you should, like right now. 
Um, literally just type in five love language quiz online and you should be able to find it. But basically, you take this quiz and it ranks the five love languages in order of how you like to receive love. And there is a difference in how you like to receive love and how you like to give love. But like the quiz is just to show you how you like to receive love. So this is mine. So the first one is words of affirmation. Second and third are physical touch and quality time, but they're tied. And then fourth is acts of service. And then fifth is gifts. So um, I have taken this test multiple times and I've, I'm going to be honest, it's changed almost every year depending on whether I'm in a relationship or if I'm talking to someone or if I'm single or, you know, honestly, like who I'm talking to too, like it, it just depends. But like my top three are always words of affirmation, physical touch and quality time. And I think I'm at a point in my life where I just know that the one thing I value most is words of affirmation. Like, yes, physical touch and quality time are always going to be my like in my top three, but there's just something about words of affirmation and the reassurance and validation that it gives me when I'm in a relationship or like just with my friends or family. Like, it just makes me feel very noticed and loved, you know? So I'm going to go down the list and talk about each love language. So first, we're going to talk about words of affirmation because, you know, that's my top. And if you don't know what words of affirmation is, because like, I'm not gonna lie, like I didn't really know what words of affirmation was when I was younger, but it's basically, so the love language quiz like gave me a description. So I'm going to read that. So it says, actions don't speak louder than words. Um, If your love language, (laughs) I'm freaking dyslexic. I can't read. So if this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. I love yous are important. Hearing the reasons behind the love sends your spirits skyward. Oh my god, I can't fucking read. Um, Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. Kind, encouraging, and positive words are truly life-giving. And um, yeah, that's the definition. Can't fucking read. Um, (laughs) So I think it's pretty clear that I value like clear and direct communication when it comes to friendships and relationships because I like to know that there's like an understanding or like a direct understanding of the other person's feelings towards me. And I also feel like it comes from me being so insecure when it comes to like intimate friendships or like relationships or just like anywhere where I'm left vulnerable with my feelings. I just need to hear that I'm valued or appreciated or else like I'm going to feel like like how I was with my dad like I'm gonna feel like damn like I'm not loved or like I'm being annoying or something like that you know and you know words of affirmation can also come from letters because I literally love birthday cards and heartfelt text messages and I feel like I I love that way more than like a birthday party or like a gift because then I have something to read and like clearly know how the other person feels towards me and like I don't know. I I have like a literal pile of birthday cards and graduation cards that my parents gave me years ago and just having some kind of record of their feelings or their thoughts towards me just makes me feel warm. Like it makes me feel good and like I don't I don't know. Like I think that's also the reason why I screenshot text messages and birthday texts because it's like oh my god, like 
like once I feel some type of way about what someone says or like what something what someone wrote for me like I just I need to have record of those words so okay so for example like last year for my 21st birthday um, my dad couldn't make it home because at the time he was living in California for work and you know my birthday was just a couple weeks after we were in full lockdown for COVID so my birthday my dad couldn't be with me and like the rest of my family And I was honestly fine. Like, I understood that, you know, there was no way to come home and, like, you know, flights and, you know, everything was freaking crazy because of COVID. And, you know, like, I didn't really care. And also the fact that, like, my family isn't really big on birthdays either. Like, if anything, we have a small family dinner, like, just the four of us. And we don't really care much about gift giving either. So I really didn't care that my dad wasn't there, you know, because it was just, like, another day that I turned 21, you know. But I think because that year, like, one, he couldn't be with us, and two, it was just, like, a quote-unquote important birthday because I turned 21, um, my dad sent me this really long and heartfelt text for my birthday. And I remember reading it, and I, I remember noticing, like, all the little grammatical errors and, like, his punctuations and just just seeing him use an exclamation mark and like all the sentences and memories that he brought up like it just made me so emotional and it made me feel so loved like i literally cried because i know that my dad isn't good at english like uh, like he's good at english we can have a conversation in english and everything but it's not his first language and also the fact that expressing his love in this type of way or any way it's it's just not natural for him you know But he sent me this text, regardless of his broken English and how it's just unnatural for him, you know? And that just made me feel warm, you know? And like, I screenshotted that message and every time I read it, it makes me tear up because just the fact that he tried to communicate his love to me verbally or like like just writing it down, like it just made me feel so loved and i don't know what it is but like i know the i just i know that his words meant more than what was just written like he could he he could just be like i'm so proud of you but like the fact that we don't have that kind of verbal relationship him saying i'm so proud of you also meant that he loves me and that he's sorry he doesn't say it often does that make sense like there's just more to the words than what he just wrote does that make sense like also like on a side note like korean dads are also just so precious because there's just so much unspoken love between dads and their kids because i feel like they just don't know how to say i love you like dads, like i feel like dads will just get mad at you and like if they get mad at you it just means that they want better for you or like if a, if your dad's just like nodding and approving of something, then that means good job. You know, it's like that unspoken love that we have to train ourselves to be like, okay, yeah, dad loves me. You know, like this is what I mean about words of affirmation. Like there's just so much to the words that you say because I feel like for anyone just trying to vocalize your feelings is being vulnerable and i feel like we all crave vulnerability whether we want to admit that or not like i don't like being vulnerable but i like being vulnerable 
Does that make sense? Like, like, I know that makes no sense, but, like, I don't like being vulnerable, but if I'm in a space where I can be and, like, I'm receiving positive reinforcement and, like, being approved of being vulnerable, then, like, I like it, you know? Like, we all want that real shit, you know? And, like, another example of words of affirmation is, like, so I don't know if anyone else is on Andrew Garfield TikTok, but the way he talks about Emma Stone in that one interview is exactly what I'm talking about for words of affirmation. So he goes like, the audio goes like, she was like a shot of espresso. She's like being bathed in sunlight. She's incredibly energetic and enthusiastic. And she has this sense of play and fun, which was incredibly exciting. Like, who doesn't want to be talked about like that? Like, I want to be compared to a shot of espresso, you know? Like, I want someone to be like, I'm being bathed in sunlight or something. Like, I just, like, I I don't know. Like, girls like being talked about. Like, let's just put it that way. Or like this girl, aka me. Like, I want to be talked about like that, you know? And like, also in this topic of love languages, I feel like we don't talk about how we express our loves to ourselves either. Like, self-love is important, and I've definitely been working on it a lot since I started this whole thing, but I think being able to verbally work through, like, the hard times in my life and just, like, working on myself and just, like, reflecting and being, like, girl, it's okay, or, like, you're enough, or just, like, working through the hard shit on here, I've gotten a lot happier, and I've felt more love for myself from me. Does that, does that make sense? Does that sound like kind of cringy? But like, it's like I'm actively using my love language of words of affirmation to myself. And, and like, in some way, I'm saying, I love you to me. And now I feel better and a lot more loved. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we also like, okay, I'm just going on so many tangents. But like, I feel like using your love languages on yourself is also something that we could do. Like, especially if it's words of affirmation and like, you know, quality time, like take yourself out on a date or like, you know, acts of service, do something that's, you know, good for you, you know, like clean your room and like make yourself feel better. You know what I mean? But yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Moving on because, you know, I could talk about words of affirmation for so long. Like I've talked about that for like 10 minutes, but next is physical touch. So physical touch is pretty self-explanatory. I feel like for me, you know, it's, or, like, I feel like for a lot of people, they like physical touch because it's just, like, it's the first way of showing love that we experience, you know? Like, for my friends, I like hugging my friends, but at the same time, only if I'm really close to you. I don't know. I also realize I don't hug my friends that often. I don't know. But, like, in relationships, (laughs) I can go on and on about what I like for physical touch in relationships. So, like, I'm not big on PDA. Like, if we're in a group setting and we're all sober, I probably, you know, won't be very, like, handsy and stuff. Or, like, I won't want to be touched that much. Because, you know, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. But, you know, if I'm drunk, you know, all that shit goes out the window. But we're talking about sober here. So, like, I like secret touches like on my back or like on my leg or like holding hands in private I don't know is that corny is that stupid I don't know I just like shit like that like I don't know I like it when 
like let's say we're just like it's just like me and you then like if you put like your hands on my face and just like cut my face just like you know put both hands on my face and like cup my cheeks or something and just be like hi or like hi babe like that you know i just i don't know i just i feel like little touches throughout the day is so nice just to like be like just to like know that i'm being noticed does that make sense i don't know like i don't i don't think a lot of people can really describe what they like for physical touch because it's just it's so simple but at the same time it can make you feel so happy and giddy like uh, i don't know like growing up i didn't get a lot of hugs from my parents especially not my dad but so like seeing physical touch being displayed in like movies and tv shows it always just seemed so intense and passionate and like sensual and like intimate like it just it just felt so like blatant like I love you or like I really like this person kind of thing in movies you know and like that's how I learned a lot of what I liked for you know love so like fast forward to my first ever boyfriend it was it just seemed like it just seemed so fast because like yeah like when I was younger I only saw love on tv and like in movies and stuff and then fast forward to my first ever boyfriend who was four years older than me and had a lot more experience like it was like I felt so giddy from holding hands and like I I never like had hugs when I was a kid either so it was just like it was just like a lot you know and like on another note for physical touch I just recently watched this movie called Six Feet Apart, and it's about these two kids who have cystic fibrosis, so they live in a hospital, and obviously they fall in love, Um, but the thing is, like, with their condition, like, they can't stand closer than six feet because they have to avoid the spread of their bacteria because, because they both have cystic fibrosis, if they catch it, then they'll possibly die, but, like, just like imagine falling in love with someone or just like liking someone and not being able to touch them like no hugs no hand holding no kisses like none of that and like just imagine for these two teenagers imagine the sexual tension like that's that would just that's just so funny to me like i feel like they'd be so frustrated no is that just me am i being weird i don't know but like this movie it follows this girl and this guy and they have to find ways to show that they love and care for each other in other ways than you know physical touch so this girl she throws the guy like a cute little birthday party and she makes this scavenger hunt and then like they talk to each other like all the time like they're always on facetime they're always calling each other And, like, when they do talk in person, they have to sit, like, six feet apart. But then they, like, they just really talk and they go deep and about their lives and their emotions. And they use their words so deeply to share how much they like each other and care for each other. It's just, like, um, I don't know. It's just so crazy how, how much, like, just one physical touch can say without saying anything. Does that make sense? Like, can you imagine not being able to just stand next to the person that you like? Because I don't think I'd be able to. Like, I would just get so frustrated. If I had cystic fibrosis, and so did the person that I like, 
I'd probably just risk the possibility of dying just for a kiss. You know, like, that would be so... That would be really bad. What the fuck? <laughs> I was about to romanticize that. Um, okay, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to quality time. Um, okay. I do like quality time. I do. I just feel like it can be hard, especially with someone like me, because uh, I'm just so freaking insecure. And there's always this like nagging in my head that tells me that I'm being boring or like I'm a burden. So I get anxious when I spend time with someone and like not do anything because okay, I do. I love having dates and like I love having plans, but there's only so much you can do to the point where sometimes you just want to chill at home and do nothing with them, you know, like like for me, if I'm going to do quality time with someone and we don't want to do anything, then I need to know that we plan to not do anything. Does that make sense? Like, I need to know that we plan to do nothing so that I don't feel like I'm being boring. So, like, if I invite a friend over, it's intentional. Like, we we intentionally don't have anything planned and we're just going to chill and go with the flow. That's quality time. Like, like just, just spending time together with no distractions and just sitting in each other's company. Like, I just need to know that we planned to not do anything so it doesn't seem like I'm being a bad host or, like, a bad friend. Does that make sense? But, um, okay, yeah, that was physical touch and quality time. Next is acts of service. So, okay, I don't know what it is, but I just don't feel comfortable with people doing things for me. Like... I think it's just this idea that I don't need anyone to do my responsibilities and that I'm fully capable of doing things on my own. And I think the only way I would feel comfortable with acts of service is if, you know, we do that act together. So like, okay, let's say I hate doing laundry, but if but I would never ask someone to do my laundry for me but I wouldn't hate the idea of doing it together. Does that make sense? So like, I don't, I don't know. I know acts of service is supposed to make you feel like good and appreciated from someone doing this selfless act for you, but I don't know. It just makes me feel bad that someone's doing something for me. Like, I think it depends. Like when my dad, sometimes my dad will take my car to the shop and he'll realize that I'm low on gas. And then he'll come home and he'll have it, he'll have my car like filled up with gas for me. Like that I appreciate. But at the same time, I feel bad that he had to go out of his way to a gas station. You know, I don't know. That's just like the way I am. So I don't, acts of service is just like not for me. But like what's even not, what's even more not for me <laughs> is gifts. Okay, I just want to preface by saying I think gifts, like especially for the holidays and birthdays, are just very overrated. So I'm going to be biased. So if gifts is your love language, then, you know, go you. But I just, I don't like the idea of receiving gifts. And I don't, like, I don't like it when my parents spend money on me because, you know, I know money is like a touchy topic for a lot of families and friends. So I never like understood the value in getting someone something when money can just be so tight you know like and there are also so many other ways of expressing your love for someone and 
it's just I don't know. It just makes me feel so uncomfortable from for just accepting a gift. But I think like I don't know. Like my like I think a couple exceptions would be like like let's say I'm at work and someone brings me coffee. Like that would be nice. My sister did that for me once and I was like, "Oh, thanks." You know? Or like if someone brought me an almond croissant. Like, "Oh, thank you so much." But like I would still feel weird about it. Like I would I would be like, "Oh my god, thank you. Why did you get me this?" You know? Like I would be like that. Like I would appreciate it, but I would also feel bad that you had to spend your money on like you know, a $5 coffee. Does that make sense? But I will say I think small random gifts are fun. Like I don't like gifts for the holidays or like when they're expected, like on birthdays and stuff. But like small random gifts are cute. Like let's say I know, let's say you're driving, you have a long drive ahead of you. Then like I'll pack you a little snack. You know, I'll pack you an apple. You know, I'll do something like that. Or like let's say um you really wanted this lipstick then I'll buy that for you randomly if I see it in the store like it's kind of like that just like random like oh like here like here I thought of you you know kind of like that but like I don't like gifts when they're expected for holidays and like birthdays I just feel like that's just that's just like a stupid excuse to buy something nice like I don't I don't want like I just don't get it I don't know that's just me I just don't, I don't know. I, yeah. Oh my god, I can't talk. Okay, but yeah, that's all the love languages for me. And okay, well, that's all the love languages, like, in general. That's just the order that I went in, but that's how I feel about them. And um, yeah, let's get into my issue with words of affirmation really quick, because as much as I love words of affirmation, there is... It's just like, uh, like we we all know that Asian parents don't say I love you. Like they don't use words of affirmation. One, probably because English is not their first language. And two, like it's just not what they grew up with, right? And it's just so crazy to me how I lacked that growing up from my parents and how much I appreciate the little words now. Like on New Year's, I got a small message from my friend Yoonhee and it just made me feel really warm. It made me feel really good and like happy, right? Same with when I received that message from my dad on my 21st birthday. Like it's just so crazy how I was deprived of words of affirmation when I was growing up that like it makes me feel this validated and this reassured by just the words, right? But I will say, I think lately, especially in relationships, words have become so overused that they also, that they almost lost their meaning, you know? Like, it's like, I love words of affirmation, and I think we can all tell because I've said that like multiple times, but I almost don't believe it too. Like, there are certain things that people will say in relationships and I'll be like, that's cap, or like, that's a lie. You don't mean that you're just saying it because, you know, you're infatuated, or you're just saying it because you just want to say it, right? Like, you know, in the past, my first ever boyfriend, the drug dealer, like I said, um, he said, I love you after the first month of us dating. And 
even though I was really young and like, you know, when you're young, you do stupid shit and stuff like that. I know I was stupid for being with him, but at the same time, I wasn't that stupid to believe that that was true, that to believe that him saying I love you was real. Because in my mind, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've only known you for like a month, you know, because even though he was my first relationship and I was basically learning everything from him, I knew better than to believe that what he said was true. So I didn't believe it. But like, fuck, I remember like being that young and also feeling really good about hearing it. Like I was like, oh my God, I got this guy to say he loves me. And then a couple days later, I said it back to him just to make it full circle because I wanted that kind of like movie type love. And so I could be like, oh my God, he loves me. Then, okay, then that means I love him and we can make this a movie, you know? And I don't know why I said it because I was 18. Did I mean it? No, I didn't. But like, I said it to say it. And I think after realizing that some people will say things that they don't mean, or some people will say things just to say them, it also makes me feel like I can't trust the words of affirmation too. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like, I love words of affirmation and I want to hear it, but sometimes it's just so hard to trust that this person is saying words that they actually mean. And now that I'm older, it as much as I love to hear it, I'm not going to trust it all the time. Does that make sense? Like, I, it takes me a while to trust the person, and then I can trust the words, you know? Like, that's my issue with love languages. But also, there's, like, other issues with the other love languages, too. Like, for physical touch, like... Like, I think right now, especially with hookup culture and just, like, the nature of the dating world in our generation, like, physical touch doesn't always mean the wholesome type of, you know, affection. It could just be, like, it could just be, like, yo, I'm just trying to fuck, like, let me touch you. You know, it could just be like that, you know, that, that's something, like, it's just so hard nowadays. And, like, what else is there? There's words of affirmation, physical touch, um, quality time, like, People could just waste their time with you so they can just because they can. Like they'll they'll have quality time with you, but then they won't make it serious. You know, like we can't trust that either. Damn, we can't trust nothing. Or what's it? Acts of service. Oh, okay. Something can look like a selfless act for, for acts of service, but then in their mind, they could have like an alternative, oh my God, an alter alternative ulterior? ulterior motive oh my god (laughs) they could have an ulterior motive and be like yeah i'm gonna do this selfless act but in their mind they have something else that they want from you you know like you can never you can't trust shit or like gifts gifts can become so possessive like they could be like oh yeah i'm gonna buy you this really expensive thing and then they'll be like yeah i own you or maybe i'm just maybe i'm just like reading into this too much i don't know this was supposed to be like an easy topic to talk about, but now now I have like all these issues with all these words of affirmation and physical touch and shit like that. Oh my god. Maybe it's because it's like one o'clock in the morning and I don't know guys. That's that's love languages and my issues with them. Um I hope you found this interesting. I feel bad for leaving it on a kind of hectic note, but um yeah. I think we're just going to leave it on a hectic note because I feel like if I keep talking about it, I'm just going to drive myself insane. But I thank you guys every 
I literally thank you guys every day for listening to my episodes because I feel like I can be so all over the place and so just like I make no sense. So I thank you guys for just being patient with me and just like listening through and just trying to understand me because I'm really just trying to think through my thoughts and like just try to figure myself out, you know? So, oh my God, that sounded so stupid. But I'm really just trying to figure myself out and you guys are just listening in for the ride. So I thank you for that. But I really hope we all had like a good new year. You know, I I feel like COVID is really ruining a lot of things for us. So um, fingers crossed that this Omicron goes away um, because I really hope so because I'm not trying to have it freaking cancel my New York trip in February um but yeah uh I think this is around the time where I give you guys a dare oh oh I have a dare I dare you guys to really follow through on all your New Year's resolutions um because I'm really trying to do that this year um I have like a good five or six but like one of them that I'm really trying to work on is journaling every day so i mean it's it's day three right now and i've been pretty consistent and like my journal entries have been pretty long so um you know at least we know that i have a lot to talk about or like i have a lot to say or let oh what the fuck am i saying so at least we know that the journaling has a purpose like at Like, I have shit that I want to journal, so that's good, you know? So yeah, I really dare you guys to follow through on all of your New Year's resolutions because it's 2022 and it's gonna be a good one. I swear. I promise. I really feel like it is gonna be a good one, so, you know, follow through on them and make yourself proud. Do something nice for yourself and, um, yeah. Um, have a good rest of your day or night or afternoon. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. So you know who it is. It's Yuna and see you guys in the next episode of You Know Yuna. Bye guys.